Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Friendshipping is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Positive affirmations, perhaps? Don't mind if I do. Friendship between humans has many benefits But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits View friendship at the problem Trin, you want some life updates? I always do. Tell me about you. How did the, the test go? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I got 100%, baby. On her STD exam. On my STD test. No, on my Illinois driving test. I took the test. I got all the questions right. Although, actually, um, for, for anyone out there who happens to be soon taking the Illinois driving test, let me give you a little, uh, little tip. So, there are 35 questions and you have to get 28 right to pass. Oh, which is 80%? I maybe? was just going to... Yeah, uh, 80%, yeah. I believe. I'm, I will do the... Wait, what was it again? 28 out of 35, which oh. is like 80%, B minus. I tried to do the math into my phone's timer. Um, okay, wait, that's the timer again. I'm so sorry. I'll no, just, we're... I'm doing it! What okay. is it? 28! 28 divided by 35. 80%. You 80%. were totally right cool. to B minus. Maths. So... Another thing you can do is skip questions you aren't sure about, and you can just answer all the easiest ones, technically. Are you for real? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, but that said, I did do a great job, okay? So that's my life update. Thank you for everyone for your supportive messages. Um, I know everyone was really worried that I wouldn't pass the test, but guess what I did? Does this mean I am a good driver? No. Does this mean <laughs> I'm going to begin driving more? Also, no. I was going to say, like, are you going to start driving now? Nothing about my life is different except my driver's license. Except you can drive. I can. I could. Another life update. I'm on a softball team. Yes. 16-inch softball. It's a very Chicago thing. It's the softball that's like the size of a watermelon. We're being bullied online. What? I the snails? Know. The snails. Okay, Wait, so the snails are the team that Jen is on, not the bullying team. Make sure that you know who the good guys and the bad guys are. Yeah, I got to get this figured out. Okay, so perhaps bullying is too strong of a word. No, but it's I will, not. I will tell you what happened. So background, we've been playing beer league softball. We don't actually drink beer, but it's very like casual and but fun. But you could. But you could. You put, did you get your sip on? What does Lagunita say? Uh, life is uncertain. Don't, don't sip. Uh, we could drink beer, except the Chicago Police Department uh, rolled up one day and told us to put that away. And we were like, okay, fine. All right. I think you guys have other things to worry about. I feel like that should be against the law for the cops to do that. But okay, keep going. Yep. So we've been playing for like three or four summers now. And I will humbly admit we were fucking awful. Like, we would get mercy <laughs> rules, which means, like, the other team would stop playing to save you the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would lose, like, 14 to 0, and we were—we had a lot of heart, though. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing it summer after summer, we have gotten a lot better. Is this, we, like, the fourth year of the season? Yeah, sales? yeah. Last year, we won one chance—we won, like, one postseason game. We didn't oh. lose all—every game last season, and this year— we're really doing well. We're really gelling as a team. It's pretty much the same people. We had some people leave, some people join, but it's like the same core people every year. So on our Monday night game, we beat a really good team that won last year's championship. Very competitive, full of big fellas. I can't think of just a lot of Large tall boys. men. A lot of tall men play on Large. the softball team. And we beat them. So you can imagine I was almost too excited to sleep. So excited. But on the Softball League Facebook group, someone left a message about us, <gasps> and it wasn't bullying, but I will say it's an opinion they could have kept to themselves. Okay, so someone 
posted the score. Snails, nine. Other team, five. So that's his final score. We won. And someone replied, wait, what? And then they replied to their own comment and said, as a person who has access to several years of these league results, I'm going to say this is the most surprising regular season loss since 2016. Wow. (laughs) I wonder if that's a reference to this 2016 election. Probably not. I don't think he's that close. I don't think so. All of the other team's losses this past two seasons come against the other teams near the top of the standings. I guess this bodes well for the snails, question mark. Whoa. Rude much? Wow. I can't even tell if he's ruder to the snails or to the team he <laughs> beat. I know. That's a really good point. He's just rude all around. He's like, did the whole team have shingles? <laughs> How did this happen? Did the team have food poisoning or something? <laughs> right. And then someone else replied, seriously, this year is starting out weird. So we won. Whoa. We won one game. That's so <laughs> Everyone's mean. like, something spooky's happened. <laughs> they must be. It's like angels in the outfield. <laughs> Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is uh, is doing the, the wing motion in the middle of the field. You're cheating with the occult. Yeah, it's like we didn't, like, ask a professional baseball player to come play. I've considered that. I, tw- I considered using the power of Cards Against Humanity to, like, get a professional athlete to come. Yeah, but you, we don't even need that anymore. Cards Against Humanity, I thought you, like, owned the naming rights to the Joliet Slammers. Yeah, and I was Bring totally going slams. Was totally gonna take advantage of that this year, but we them. don't need to. You're bigger than that now. Yeah, now I'm just starting room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford us. Well, I'm really proud of you, and I I pre- think your successes are great, even if it's because the other team was all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> even if it was because everyone on the other team was dehydrated yeah, and had the flu. Yeah, we still beat them. <laughs> you know, it's, it took everything in me not to reply to these Facebook comments with, like, something very gen dangerous <laughs> But I was like, I don't think I should bring my internet personality into the real world. What's the name of the other team? We can trash talk them. The it's- other, well... We are the only team that has, like, a disguised name. Oh. The other ne- teams are actual, like, companies. So we have to give them a name ourselves. So we are in the journalism league. It's, like, publications that, um, like, are in Chicago all playing against each other. And then, like, Cards Against Humanity was invited. So we, like, we put, like, a, we put our more uh, willing athletes to, yeah. to this, like, hodgepodge team. What I'm saying is for a bunch of journalists that have a job that's absolute because of the internet, they're pretty cocky. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Trin, what? Give me your life update. Oh, yeah. So uh, last night, I got my first facial that I've gotten in a long time. Ooh, at a spa? At a spa, kind of. It was one lady. (laughs) I'm not going to talk too much shit. I got there 15 minutes early, and she used it to, like, talk shit about my face. (laughs) No! I know! Okay, so here's the thing. Like, this is not going to be, like, a bad body image situation or whatever. It was very funny. So I used to get facials a lot in my 20s because I, I, everybody deals with their face in one way or another or whatever. But I, I, for a while, I just threw a bunch of money at my skin hoping that it would solve things. Right. Didn't quite work out, but like I feel okay. So um, when you go to those facials in your 20s, they're all like, oh, you've got such nice young skin. Oh, you must drink a lot of water and stuff. And they're like, oh, we got to be delicate, sensitive skin. You're like, you're a young 24-year-old child. And now... In my 30s, they're like, how many needles and what size do you want me to put in you? Uh, what? Can I dump acid on your face? Wow. Let me fix this. I didn't get this done, but they do this thing now, microneedling. I mean, it looks like a medieval torture device, which, which so many makeup devices do. But what it does is it, it makes tiny wounds all over your face. 
And then your collagen is supposed to be like, oh, oh hey, God. stop doing that. And then your collagen will like be good again. It's like aerating a yard, but your face. Oh my God, it's exactly like that. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like when you walk through the schoolyard and there's these like, it looks like there's a little turds all over yep. the lawn. Yep. But and it's you're just like, like, oh my God, there's poop everywhere. Oh no, it's just aerating. Right, it's yeah. punctures. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. I got a normal ass facial, which is really just somebody washing your face for you. Yeah. And then poking it for a while. <laughs> And apparently saying rude things. Oh, so, well, so she was more polite than I think I, I'm making it out. It's just like the, the experience is just much different because I'm in a different demographic now. I'm, in, I'm now in the demographic of people who hit 30 a few years ago and are like, excuse me, why don't I still get carded for booze? You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, it's not like I, I'm not trying to trash myself. What I'm saying is like, it's like when millennials started getting like luxury cards advertised to them. Yeah. Like, no one was going to advertise us a fucking Volkswagen when we were 22. Right, right, you know? right. But now it's like, you know, all of the ads for, like, luxury cars are, like, young people with, like, colored hair and, like, yeah, their, yeah. their 30s, whatever. I'm now in the demographic of injecting poison into my face. So <laughs> so that's where I am. But, yeah. Um, oh, God. I guess we should talk about the question. Yeah. So, wait. Oh, I have a transition. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Speaking of my personal journey through skincare and negging and negging let's answer a question from an asker who needs to know how to talk nice to themselves yeah i love this one it's short and quick after yeah. that deep ass question yeah yeah week. i am finding that i need to be much kinder when i talk to myself the idea of talking to myself like i talk to a friend works well for me and i'm just wondering what are some kind loving, uplifting things you'd shout, say, tell to your friends when they aren't being super kind to themselves, or even just in general. Basically, what are some nice affirmations? I'd like to start with the concept of talking to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend and why that's a really good move. You see all of the beauty in your friends. You don't see your friends when they're sitting around on the couch, scratching their crotch, picking their nose, you know? You know logically that those things must exist. And it's not like an edited thing. It's just like that shit doesn't matter. You don't forgive yourself for that stuff, though. Yeah, in general, like people are way kinder and more patient with other people than they are with themselves. Not yeah. everyone, but a lot of people would say things to themselves internally that they would never say aloud to another person because, you know, it'd be cruel. Yeah, especially somebody that you love. So we advocate for self-love and self-care, and we know how hippy-dippy those things can sound sometimes, but the truth is, like, we want you to—it's not that we need you to feel affection for yourself. It's more that we want you to actively look at yourself as a whole and not focus in on all those, like, little weird things that you do and hate about yourself. Right. Like, we can't, like, in one episode, like, fix your self-esteem problems. We're still working on our own damn self-esteem. Literally yesterday, a stranger mushed creams <laughs> into my face because of my self-esteem <laughs> for 45 minutes, so— yeah, so we're not here for that. But we, what we are going to talk about, I think, is the idea of how your internal monologue and the things you've trained yourself to say and believe over the years and how through the power of metathinking, you can maybe turn, turn that around a little or at least you can start noticing the, the negative things you say about yourself because they're probably so natural you don't even realize it. And it's just so easy to talk shit about yourself because you know everything bad about you. And you know what to say and to you make yourself to terrible. It. Never. It's always with you. So let's talk about some situations in which you might need affirmations and the kinds of things that we would tell you to tell yourself. Mm -hmm. So how about um, this one is so common, especially in this modern age. 
you're going through something personally difficult and you just need a reminder that it sucks. And it's just going to suck until it doesn't anymore. Yeah. So nothing like, you'll figure it out or nothing like, um, it's not that bad or there are people starving in third world countries. Like nothing that would make your problems minimized. Sometimes it is so good to hear that sucks. It's important to do that thing that you would do for your friends, which is you would not minimize your the, your friend's pain ever, right? You w- yeah, and you wouldn't get into the comparison Olympics of, well, some people have it way worse. Absolutely. That's not what your bad feeling doesn't negate other bad feelings. You're doing just fine. And if you aren't nice to you, then, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't say we're going to come home through the internet and kick your ass. That's not really helpful. <laughs> lovingly. <laughs> we're going to gently and lovingly prod you with our fists. <laughs> so uh, how about it feels like the world is on fire and nothing you do matters. Yeah, Trin, you wrote something the other day in one of our shared docs that was lovely. It was, you're not going to single-handedly save the world. You're not going to do that. It's not going to be up to you. So when you feel like you're not doing enough, remember that um, you shouldn't put this on yourself. You know, like find your people who are working towards your shared goals. Look for the helpers. Yeah, join a pack of helpers. Because there's a big difference between feeling like, hey, you know what? I think I've got some time in my schedule and I, I know that I could do more than I'm doing right now. Well, then that's something you can act on and you can change. But there's also the constrictions of living under capitalism. There's always the constrictions of you're working on a creative project. You still have a life to live and are a human being. The whole reason we have politicians is so that human beings can live their lives. And it sucks that our politicians are not doing a great job. So find some of your friends and go harass them or be nicer to yourself. Hopefully both. What if the scenario is you failed at something and you just need to know or hear that you're, you're still a worthwhile person? Yeah, well, productivity doesn't make you a good person. Right. You are not your output. You are not your output. Um, let's think about other things that you could fail at that doesn't, don't have anything to do with your productivity. Let's say you let somebody down or you made a bad moral choice. There is no person on the planet who hasn't made a bad moral choice. We are all imperfect. We're all sinners. It's true. Oh, my God. Jen, last night in the grocery store, I finally admitted to uh, my partner that I hate our toilet paper. Oh. And it's the worst thing in the world. And so what we did is we bought new toilet paper. And I almost made a bad moral choice. Oh, did you almost throw out? No. Oh. I was going to do worse. I was going to slowly bring rolls of my bad toilet paper to the office and (laughs) I put them on toilet rolls so that I didn't have to use it and also I didn't have to dispose of it. You didn't have to throw it away. I don't think that's that bad. I think that's pretty pretty clever. (laughs) So uh, I guess this is me saying what I decided. You know people would notice too. (laughs) What What the fuck was that on my butthole? I'm going to put it on the guest side of the office (laughs) so that just people who go see things in the theater and the gallery have to use the bad toilet paper. I like that you lowered your voice. (laughs) Oof. That was some serious shit. We're bad. I mean, you know, everybody makes really stupid bad decisions. That's one of my favorite things to do, as you and everybody who's ever listened to this podcast will know, is I like I love reminding people of weird times that like I failed. Like, okay, so there's this I just remembered this the other day. That one time, so this happened literally last year. I'm still making horrible mistakes. So there's this woman who doesn't like me. And I, I actually still think she's pretty cool, to be honest. And I was just trying to make conversation with her. Like, I'm not, like, trying to make her friends. I'm just being like, hey, I'm normal, right? 
And I did not make myself out to be normal. Instead, what I said was, oh my gosh, I was just having a walk uh, the other night in our neighborhood and I noticed your name on uh, one of the buzzers on one of the buildings in the neighborhood. I know exactly where you live. (laughs) And it was definitely creepy enough that she never spoke to me again. (laughs) And like... I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean like, I know I, where you I live. know you didn't, man. You know? I know exactly the cadence you said it. It was friendly and, oh, I'd be worn into each Wait, other. you should never say that to a person. I, oh, that's amazing. You should never tell someone you know where they sleep. That is so cute. <laughs> and I, I... I don't think that's that bad, but this is a good example of it seems worse if you're living it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and it was just like, and when it happened at the moment, I was just kind of like, oh, anyway. So this is all to say that you're still a worthwhile person if you fuck up, okay? Yeah. Like, even with the best of intentions, you can hurt people or make them feel uncomfortable, and it's just life. Even, like, the coolest, most put-together, say-everything-right, beautiful person still fucks up. Sidebar, I'm re-watching 30 Rock right now, and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. Some positive, some negative. But one thing that I'm really tired of is seeing the main Tina Fey character, who is thin, white, and fairly attractive brunette, eat and be obsessed with food. I'm so tired of, like, giving that trope to very thin, beautiful people. Yes. Like, oh, my God, she loves to eat meatball sandwiches. Tina Fey loves food, like, as much as I do. Like, But that trope is so, like, oh, she's quirky. Oh, she's so disgusting. But she actually never does anything disgusting. Right. I hate that. Yeah. It's really just kind of, like, playing with the assumption that we have that women don't act like this. Attractive women don't act like right. this. Right. Attractive women don't actually like food. If she was portrayed by, like, I don't know. Anybody else. Like, it makes me think about that time that um, Felicia, this was a long time ago, and Felicia Day is, like, way better than this now. I have a ton of respect for her. But she had a photo shoot where it was, like, thin, beautiful Felicia Day eating a pizza, which is was very funny. But it also was, like, if she were, like, any heavier than this, oh, like— Oh, my God. She'd be torn apart. Absolutely. And, like, and I think it's not a good idea to divorce hunger from thinness. Yes. You know, and like, and obviously there are people who are naturally thin, but like the truth is, is that we, we, but people Photoshop out like the showing ribs of models all the time because we don't want to think about the price of thinness. And that is what I hate about that. Yep. Well said. Well, that had nothing to do with anything. No, it did. It did. Because we, it, no, it didn't. It did. (laughs) Although, like. Although our next topic is how to feel, how to talk positively about yourself and your friends if you or they don't feel like attractive. Oh, yeah. Well, so first of all, just remind yourself that people will have sex with a lot of people. People have sex with anything. People will, (laughs) human beings, obviously. Not all human beings are horny. Yeah, not all. Not every human being wants to have sex. The, my my experience with other human beings and sex. This isn't as weird as it sounds. I swear. When I, I when I was like a teenager, I was like, oh my god, no one's no one's have, having sex. We're teenagers. We're young. And then like a little bit later in college, I was like, oh my god, everyone everyone I know is banging everybody. And yeah. then you get a little bit older than that, and you're like, oh no, that's not true. Not everyone's banging everybody. That's not true. You you your perspective winds a little bit, and you're like, oh okay, not everyone's into sex. So it's like, so the thing about sexy and pretty and stuff is I think that sometimes we say to ourselves, pretty and sexy and attractive are words that we reserve for the absolute most perfect people among us. If you were hinging your hopes on, you know, looking like Cara Delevingne or however you say her name, I mean, it's not going to happen because not only because you won't be like genetically blessed like a supermodel suddenly in your life, but also because that person doesn't really exist. There's a team of human beings. There's a team of people. Yes. Yes. When you can afford, (laughs) like a personal trainer, a haircut literally every two weeks, like highlights all every month, she is a pit crew. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm not just saying don't compare yourself to those people. I'm saying don't compare yourself to these illusions that only exist to make money. Yeah. You're literally trying to buy that look. Yes. Another thing that I do that I don't know how healthy this is, Jen, but I'm going to bring it up anyway and you tell me what you think. Okay. I read in like a girl's magazine a long time ago that if you ever quote unquote feel fat, and again, fat is not something that you feel. It's not like, you know, a state of mind. But if you ever are concerned about your plumpness, think about somebody who is bigger than you and more attractive than you. Oh, yeah. Think about, yeah, like Tessa Lizzo, Holiday, Aidy <laughs> Bryant. I mean, like, I think you could probably even think of somebody from, like, if you're, uh, like, I remember reading this in, like, high school and being like, oh, my God, that one girl who I have a huge crush on. Right. You know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you can think of, and I think we've said this before in the show, you could think of any thing that we might say about a person to be like, oh, that's ugly. And you could find somebody who's super hot who has that quality. I like that. It's like you're you're basically doing some counter-programming in your head to mm-hmm. get rid of Everything else that culture has taught you and raised you about people who are fat. Yes. And I mean, like, you know, I think about things like my big dumb feet, you know, or flippers, my flippy feet or whatever. And like, I feel, you know what? These things like make me special in who I am. And it's it sucks that my best advice is to no matter what you think about yourself, act as though you are doing the right thing. With your body and face. That's great. Like, have you ever walked into a room of, like, people who, like, weren't all dialed up and you had, like, your whole makeup on and you're like, fuck, I'm doing the wrong thing with my face? Like, there's no winning. So just accept, like, the beauty of what you are. I like that. Is that even an affirmation? Should we just be shouting, no, you're hot? No, you're hot. Somebody would put their finger on you. (laughs) (laughs) Your other, the other thing we wrote here is, have you watched Queer Eye lately? Yeah. And like, okay, Queer Eye is like not a perfect show. Okay, like we know that everyone everyone that needs help from the Queer Eye guys, really what, what they need is like money and long-term health, but they can't afford it. Like, we, you know, right. we know we get that. That said, from a shallow perspective, it's pretty delightful. It's pretty nice to hear uh, JVN be like, oh my God, honey, your hair is lovely. I love it at this length. Or, you know, if you just put some moisturizer on with some SPF in it, that'll really, you know, calm your skin down. And that's a really healthy choice. It's like, oh, this is so nice. And I love that show because so a a lot of times I think um, we can look at the enthusiasm of the queer eye dudes, if you've ever seen the show. But there's five queer eyes on the show. And (laughs) and they're all very, like, positive and they're very loving and they're very open. Except Tan. Tan gets a little sassy. I love sassy Tan. Everybody needs a little sassy Tan. But I would think to myself, like, oh, they're just trying to, you know, pump them up for the show or whatever. But when you look at everything at the end, you think to yourself, wow, they they look like themselves. They don't look like a perfect person, but I agree that they are beautiful. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. I love that the transformations that they do aren't, like, really transformations. Right. It's more like they get them clothes that fit. And it's not like they go to designers every time. Like, there's an episode where they took a family to Target. Or Walmart, yep. I can't remember. You're um, they, right, Target. Yeah, yeah they kind of meet people where they are, which mm-hmm. I think is lovely. But th- they're not wild transformations where they're like, oh my gosh, and we made her see a trainer and she lost all this weight. Or we learned how to hide her arms. It's more like getting clothes that they feel confident in. like A hundred percent, Jen. And I love that it's, you don't need to convince yourself that you're attractive. I think it's more that we need to convince ourselves that we're worth taking care of where we're at. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't want you to waste your life convincing yourself that you look or need to look a certain way. Right. Because that that means you're aspiring to something that doesn't exist. Right. I agree. And like, 
I don't know. I, everybody looks so good when they're, and not everybody can take care of themselves in this way. I mean, obviously, it's something that costs a lot of money. But if you can do the work of transitioning your feelings of I don't look good to, hey, I don't feel good. And maybe there's something that I can do to make myself feel better. And maybe it's getting special creams rubbed, rubbed into my face for 45 minutes by a stranger. And <laughs> maybe it's getting jeans that fit better or bringing in my shirts to a tailor. Um, and or throwing out your old chucks yes. and saving up for new chucks. Yes. <laughs> there's like a whole, there's a whole list of things you can do. But I think that the sexy debacle is solved with care. Care. Yeah. Yeah. What else? You're falling behind on your life because the demands of capitalism are keeping you from cleaning your house and respecting your own goals. It's me. Oh, Hello, everybody. It's me. Trend. My house is so, my apartment's so filthy right now. You know, I was thinking, because the other one I wrote was you feel, you or your friends feel lazy and how to counteract that. That's a good one. Yeah. And um, the thing that comes to mind is sometimes I oversleep on the weekends or I'll sleep in and then I'll do something wild and I'll still take a nap that day. And I always feel bad about that. Like I, uh, I was laying in bed last Sunday and I was like, there's so many other things I should be doing. I don't even feel that tired. I'm just laying here in the dark because it feels good. And then I was like, why are you laying here beating yourself up about literally resting on a weekend on the Sunday? Yeah. The, literally the day of rest. I think that the second thought came in my head only because I have a partner and friends who I'm like, oh, I, I slept in today. They're all like, oh, good. You probably needed the rest. They're not like, oh, you're so lazy. You should have been at the gym or whatever. They're like, good, you were recovering from a big week. Like they encourage me taking time yes. off of anything. If, if like my friends really are, friends are good about that. If I'm like, oh, I binged a whole season of 30 Rock. They're like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like, what? You piece of crap. Why weren't you no. doing this or th this instead or whatever? It's like, oh, that sounds good. Good for you. I hope you enjoyed time on your couch. Totally. So I uh, historically have problems sleeping. I just, every month or so, I just have, like, a night where I just don't sleep, which is, like, fine, I guess. And I'm getting closer and closer to, like, a healthy sleep schedule. And one of the things that has been helping me is that when I'm in bed at night trying to fall asleep and I'm just like, you know when you're, like, planning your day out in your head while you're trying to fall asleep and it's the worst thing that you could possibly do? Yeah. I've been trying to, like, remind myself this mantra of you are already doing the most important thing you can do right now, which is rest. And even if you just stay in bed and don't sleep, you're still resting yourself and this is still healthy. Oh, yes. Because otherwise you start to get worked up about the sleep you're not getting. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So like the dual um, calming down of myself of, oh, wow, I'm already doing something healthy. And even if I don't fall asleep, laying down and relaxing and trying to meditate is like is really helpful. And then if I'm just like, okay, but what? And Because I'll chew on like work problems until I, you know don't Until anymore. the morning. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and so I keep reminding myself, what have I ever solved by worrying about my problems for hours? And like, obviously this is not a magic pill and I, and I have to like, you know, keep telling myself, but it's a, it's a good mantra to have. I right. Think. Right. Like me doing this is actually not solving the problem. Yes. It is just as productive for me to lay here in the dark. It or is. Or play apps on my phone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that I can be better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Something I love it's applied to like physical fitness and stuff, but it's a good metaphor for life, which is you actually don't get fitter or stronger while you're pumping weights or jogging or whatever. You get fitter after when you're resting. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's when you start to absorb your fitness or your muscles start to do whatever they do, grow. I don't know. <laughs> but like it's the, it's the recovery that's actually maybe more important than the workout itself. So I think about that, like the evenings I don't get anything done, that's that's still productive. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, not like I'm someone that really feels a need to be productive in all areas of my life. So the times that I'm not, I have to like trick my brain a little bit to be like, 
it is good that you're resting because you'll have a better day tomorrow. Yes. Man, I love taking care of future me. Yeah, future trend. You know, because there's this whole, there, ooh, there's this whole, let's, let's get into this. Yeah. There's two sides of the same coin. So there's one, taking care of future me. And then the other side of that is future me is better than me now. And you don't want to go there. So maybe maybe it's better as a thin line. I'm going to do Wait, better. what do you mean? What do you mean about um, future me is better? I want people to set up their, their morning coffee the night before. I want people to put together their outfits so they don't have to worry about it. I want them to iron their pajamas if it makes them feel fancy. <laughs> you know, like I want, I want that. Yeah. I don't want people to say future me will be 10 pounds lighter and their skin will be clear and I can't wait until I'm that and I can start having the life I want. Right. Because like, and it sucks because like, that the, again, these are some things I think that can sound a little bit trite, you know, like you hear about like the last 10 pounds or whatever, right. or like, oh, my skin will calm down or like, honestly, I'm just like taking from my, from my life. But I think that sometimes we mistake hoping that we'll be better in the future for planning for the future and taking care of ourselves in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that. Oh, I am too. Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a shirt that I love that shows just a little bit of my stomach. And I, and I, when I got it, I was like, this will be great to wear at the end of the summer when I've been on more walks and been outside more and look a little bit differently. Then I was like, or just wear it now. Yeah. Well, why is this reserved for future gen? What am I planning for? Right. Who is like, like who, who's going to be like, you're wearing that now? Why weren't you wearing it in May? Or why are you wearing it in May? And not like, no one's going to give shit except right. me. And I had to get out of my own head. When you're like affirming yourself, I just want to make sure that you are affirming the person that you are currently. And when you take care of the person that you are going to be, you're not giving them more than you're giving yourself right now. Yeah, you're now. not dissing your current self. Yeah. Because that's the one you have. Yes. Not to be like dramatic here, but you don't even know if you have a future self. Oh, man. Yeah, everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like take care, of, take care of current trend and current Jen, yes. current you. Yes. I totally agree with that. Jen, hmm. so it's kind of like, you know, obviously just a few months from now, I'm going to have raging biceps. Of course. Kettlebell. But I respect current me who does not have biceps because she's the one doing the work. Hell yeah. You know? It's not like, um, so like obviously when I get my biceps acquired, I'm going to be guns out like every day, you know? Yeah. But that's the only thing. I'm not like terrible because I don't have them. Right. I'm the bitch who's putting in the work to get them. Kettlebell class, Kettlebell class. Are you still doing the rope thing? I No, I haven't done it in a while. Those are fun I and did. hard. I pushed a, a metal sled though the other day. <laughs> I know, right? Was it just incidental or was it part of the gym workout? Oh, it was part of the gym workout. Okay, cool. I can't really tell with you. You're always like fixing things and getting into plants and nature and like wanting to make sure was the metal. So the metal sled was a gym fixture. Okay, got it. And what I've been doing lately actually is refinishing furniture. I don't know why. I I stole my dad's power sander and I refinished one of my IKEA dressers. Midwestern dad. That's you. I'm a papa. You're a plant daddy. What I really want, Jen, I want to build a deck. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Right? Nowhere to build. Yeah, Nowhere to build a deck. This has been Friendship and Jen and Trin. <laughs> if you would like to send us a question, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on the tweet tweets, you can and do friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all of your design work. And thank you for listening and for affirming yourself. You're welcome and you're welcome for talking. <laughs> New friendship at the problem.
My eyebrows and I do, I'm like literally pulling my bangs down over them right now so you can't see them. We do, we are not on speaking terms. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> Okay. <laughs>